Welcome back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I am Zen again, and this is a podcast about all things travel, be it food, what to pack for your next trip, or your next exotic destination. Back with us again is Lee. Howdy, howdy. And mightier than ever is Emily. Hello. (laughs) Mighty. (laughs) (laughs) So we really wanted to do another tip show because we're going to be traveling soon, where we gave out random travel tips and information to make people's trips easier. Um, we've always has always have a ton of fun doing these, and people always come back to us like, I had no idea about packing cubes or whatever it is. Um, however, it's sometimes difficult to lump them together in a fun, cohesive manner, but that's when I came across um, a very interesting question list of, called 100 Things to Ask a Traveler on the Career Break site. And it's kind of the format I thought would be fun to use. So, um, however, I don't think we're going to have time to do 100 of these today. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we'll ch- we'll see how far we get. You know, we could do 10. We could do 15. If we make it to 20, I'd be surprised. And then we'll come back another day and do a few more. So, um we can do, let's see, the first question that they have is, and some of these are going to be tips, some of them are just going to be goofy, but um, what's your favorite place that you've visited so far? Oh, no. And by so far, do you mean lifetime or like since the pandemic started? Anytime. I think it's oh. just like, we're, tr- we're trying to give ideas. Of, Mine's Cuba. God. Ooh, you beat us. Cuba. Yep, that's that is definitely my favorite place of all time, but not because it's anything even remotely close to Club Med, but just because it's just yeah. Since it's a quick answer, mine's Cuba. How about you, Emily? I don't know. California's cool. <laughs> Your favorite place to go visit is California. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm like I'm like so pandemic brained right now that like all my most recent travels are just within either the state or within the country. I have to like remember what it's like to leave the country. The cheese and Albertsons is fabulous. I know. Right? <laughs> um, Getting out of the house is fabulous. The yeah. grocery stores are fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Walmart Jeez, looks Japan. amazing right now. Okay, for real though, like Japan, um, definitely. I've only been there once, but that's definitely like a place I would go to. I would return to at least a second time, if not multiple times. Um, I'll, I'll stick with Japan because there's just so much I want to do there. And uh, yeah, okay. My answer is Japan. Short answer. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna actually. Mine is the exact same thing. Uh, I'm I'm all for Japan, um, just because I find it interesting because so many things in the United States before I visited were culturally influenced by it. Some of the pop music I listened to, I love anime, I love, you know, just the whole thing. And then to actually go visit it for the first time and see that it was, you know, usually you're disappointed, right? I wasn't disappointed. So without a doubt, Japan, um, it's just so different than anywhere else you'll ever go to. Um, question two, this is the goofy question. If you could swim with dolphins or go shark diving, which one would you pick? Am I in a cage when I go shark diving? Part of me wants to do the swim with dolphins, but I feel like it's, it's just not good for them. Whereas shark diving, I'm seeing them in their natural habitat. So I'm going to go with shark diving. If, 
if I'm in a cage, then shark diving. If I'm not, then I'll just default to the dolphins. What about if you could do if dolphins would hang out with you in the ocean, Lee? Like if I, I if I could be like I'm out and about like I'm let's say uh, snorkeling and then all of a sudden a pod of dolphins. Heck yes. Okay, but not in a. a Encaged environment, yeah, yeah, not taking like, yeah, not like a, a petting zoo in the water. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you, Lee. Too is like dolphins. Um, I, how, however, I've gone on um, whale watching expeditions and where mm-hmm. the dolphins swim along the side. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. And they're just having, they're you know pretty obviously enjoying having fun. Looking, you know, it's kind of like we we think we're looking at the dolphins. I think the dolphins are looking at us, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is uh, number three. This is a question about places that you have not visited yet. What place is on the top of your bucket list currently that you have not gone to? My fast answer is Italy, but I need a month. Oof. Ooh. Mm. I'm staying in Asia and I'll say Taiwan. Ooh. Ooh, I got to tell you all about Taiwan, Emily. Um, <laughs> Where would I want to? You know what? There's so many places. I mean, oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. Asia, my Asia choice is Taiwan, but my Europe choice is Ireland. <laughs> I completely oh, forgot about Ireland's it. a good choice. Yes. <laughs> You know, this is this sounds so common, but I really want to visit Montreal. I know it's so it's so easy to get to from the United States, but it's just something for some reason I just never met. It's just always I've been. I have this theory. My mom taught me, and my dad taught me: when you're young, travel as far away from home as possible. Mm-hmm. Because when you get older, it gets harder to travel to those places. And as you get older, travel to places that are closer and closer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, don't visit Yosemite. You know, you could do that anytime. Visit, like, Turkey. And when you're older, then visit Yosemite because, you know, it's it's less difficult to do. Anyways, um, so maybe that's why you know, these places are on my list. Okay. Uh, number four, what can't you travel without that was chargers. my answer. Yeah, my cell like chargers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's I was I mean, say me too. cell phone. <laughs> me I can't too. travel without my cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um but chargers is good. Uh do you prefer to travel solo or with someone else? I know Lee's. Solo. With someone else. With someone else. Oh, yeah. Um Number six, Machu Picchu or Angkor Wat? Hopefully, I pronounce that correctly. I am going to be honest. I don't know where or what Angkor Wat is. That's um, in Asia. It kind of looks like the Asian match, I believe. I'm going to go with Machu Picchu. Only because it seems to be getting harder and harder to get to. Ooh, okay. Angkor Wat is a temple in Cambodia. Yeah, it, is built kind of in, like it built in the early 12th century. There we go. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with Machu Picchu. I'm gonna go with Angkor Wat. Cambodia sounds very interesting to me. It's one of those places that I don't know enough about. Um, this seems like a 
good time to take a quick break. So hang on. We'll be right back. The events of 2020 have shaken the world and impacted our lives. But fearlessness is the mother of reinvention. Change your career. Prepare for a promotion. Start a new business with the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education's fully online professional certificate programs. Available anywhere, anytime to fit your busy schedule. Find out more at ce.uci.edu. With adversity comes great strength. Find yours with us. Okay, we're back. Who is the person at home that you miss the most when you're on a trip? My mom, if I'm not with her. <laughs> My cat, because that's the only person I live or critter I live with. <laughs> but I miss him. And he's looking at me right now. I miss him anyway. <laughs> Um, you know, if I guess I'm traveling on my own, it would be my kidlet. Don't tell my wife. So it's okay. <laughs> Your wife is kind of glad you're gone too. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. All right. Number eight. What home comfort do you miss the most when you're on the travel? Obviously <sighs> my bed, my shower and my toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Okay, because we have a bidet toilet in my house. And I just, oh, yeah. it's just, it's not the same going on a, on a different toilet. <laughs> right, Emily? <laughs> yeah. I tell you I'll what, when real. you go to Japan, I mean, when you're in Japan, it's just like, and then you have all these different bidets. Maybe yeah. when you go to Japan, you won't miss it as much. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How about you, Lee? I'm trying to think. I mean, there's probably a bunch of stuff. I'd, I'd probably say whatever I forgot to pack. Oh, that's right. Sure. That's what yeah. I miss most is that that, <laughs> like that shirt that I decided not to bring or that pair of shoes I said I didn't have room for. That's what I miss most. Um, I would say mine is my pillow. Mm. You know, okay. I'm one of these. You know what? I, I can sleep anywhere. I been known to sleep on floors i could sleep on a floor on a like a cardboard mat i'm oh, sure i'd be really good if i was <laughs> possibly homeless i probably could live comfortably but nope not having my pillow that drives me crazy so okay what is the most interesting item of food that you've tasted You know, I, I don't know what it was, but it was from a vendor in Cuba and it had a whole bunch of meat in it and people were waiting. I, yeah, I, I don't even know what it's called, but it was a platter of cooked fried meat on a grill. I just pointed because I watched a bunch of like really big guys order it. So I'm like, I want whatever they got. <laughs> <laughs> and, I ate the, and it was enough for like four people probably. And I ate the whole thing. Ah, uh, it's amazing. Man, I can't think of interesting i'm gonna go with two which are opposite kind of opposite ends of the spectrum one is stinky tofu mm-hmm. have you ever had that emily uh, i'm thinking maybe vietnamese. I've tr- vietnamese people don't have it my brother oh, okay. and sister-in-law went when they went to china they brought some back and, and oh. attempted they attempted wow. to convince me to eat it and i just couldn't because it's the smell. Like, it's the smell. Yeah, it was the smell. I tr- it got really close to my mouth. I just didn't actually put it in my mouth. 
Um, so the reason why stinky tofu is, I I managed to get it into my mouth, and it is the most underwhelming thing. You think it smells so bad when you eat it, it's just like, eh, it's kind of like tofu. Oh, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, why are people dealing with this complete stink to eat something so kind of relatively benign? So, and then the second thing is like a completo in uh, South American Chile. Um, they sell these hot dogs that essentially they throw the kitchen sink on it. So they put like, you know, they put avocados on them. They put, you know, everything on it. It's a combination of South American food with German food. And they're huge. Sometimes they're like a foot long on like a hoagie bun. And it, it takes like three people to eat one. Ooh, I love a challenge. Oh, look up completo in uh, for Ch- in Chile, and you'll see the pictures, and you'll go, "Oh my god, maybe I I had to reconsider my answer." Okay, um, what is the food from your home country that you miss the most? So you can either go with the United States, which I guess is your home country, or maybe if you're ethnically inclined um, from your own culture. Well, you know, my my go to is always New England ice cream. Oh, that's but delicious. It, it, wow. That is, that is it's, a good answer. It's, it's unbelievable. And yeah, I'm counting down till July till I go home to, to eat it. Oh my gosh. And the perfect timing too. July mm-hmm. ice cream. Yes. Uh, what do I miss? I think I just miss Asian food, access to Asian, good Asian food when I'm traveling. Because sometimes... You, like the the food of wherever I'm at, it's good for a few days or some or a few meals, but then after a while, I like crave something like you know to cleanse my palate, I guess. So I either turn, I usually turn to like something recognizable, usually McDonald's, just to like you know <laughs> get some home in there. But that's never, I never crave McDonald's. It's just that that thing that kind of breaks the cycle of whatever food I'm eating for the moment. But I always do crave like just good like rice and beef or like pho or just like some just like soul food like soul food Asian food that's <laughs> usually inaccessible. Um Wow. Yeah, that's that's you know what it's hard to get good Vietnamese food outside of California for what yes. I Yes. You know, I went to the East Coast. I hear they get good stuff in Vietnam, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you can make it out there. Yeah. You know what to call Vietnamese food in Vietnam? Food. Um, <laughs> you know, I went to the East Coast um, in the D.C. area. My family is like, oh, you have to go to this Vietnamese restaurant. And this is just amazing. This is the newest thing. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, come to this restaurant with us. So they took me to this restaurant. And it was a Vietnamese uh, what what do you call it? Like a cloth napkin kind of place. Mm-hmm. Vietnamese food. And they had the worst mediocre pho that I've oh, ever had. No. <laughs> and I was just like, and they're like, good, isn't it? And I'm like, this isn't, I, I, I said it nicely, but this isn't half of what you get for like five bucks. In California. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a $20 bowl of pho. And it was like, you know, I've had $5 bowls of pho that were much better that, you know, <laughs> they have to get to break the chopsticks apart for. Um, <laughs> um, I think I need to answer mine. It would be 
Taiwanese slash Japanese kongji, which is rice porridge Ooh. breakfast. So I just love it. It's kind of like you get a porridge, rice porridge, and there's lots of different types of condiments. You, you can put pickles and peanuts and a little beef or whatever, and it's just amazing. So um, if you're in Taiwan or Japan in a nicer hotel, get the breakfast buffet, and usually they have it. Um, Which country makes the best coffee or tea? Oh. Okay, I'm stuck between Cuba. Oh, wait. Cuba? No, I'd actually take Colombia first. But there's something about the the full frontal assault of Vietnamese coffee. (laughs) It's just it's not good. Like, it took me forever to drink one because it it was just such a great high. (laughs) And you need the extra energy. (laughs) Oh my, I was writing posts. It took me like two hours and I was writing postcards and I was watching my hand shake. Oh my gosh. um, And drinking (laughs) tons of water. Uh, But yeah, if I could, if my body could handle it and I wouldn't hover above the floor or chairs. Yeah. I drink Vietnamese coffee all the time. Emily, how about I, you? I agree. I mean, yeah, Vietnamese coffee for sure. I love it, but also it makes me my heart like pound, <laughs> and then it makes me. It's same thing. Um, my mom actually she doesn't drink coffee or tea like ever, and then she just happened. We went to lunch, and she just happened to. She was like, "Oh, we're at you know, I would just treat myself today." So she got the Vietnamese iced coffee, um, and then she was <laughs> sipping it and sipping it, sipping it. And it happened that that day there was an earthquake, a minor earthquake in the area. And she didn't notice it. Like everyone else around her noticed it, but she thought she was just shaking. Like her hands are just shaking so much from the coffee. She didn't realize it was an earthquake. <laughs> so that's my little funny story. But I, yeah, I love Vietnamese coffee. It's so sweet. So it's easy to drink, but it hits you hard, like right mm-hmm. then and there. <laughs> There's like no downtime for you to just kind of enjoy. It's kind of just hits you right in the face, like Lisa. Um, best coffee, United States. But if I had to go somewhere outside, I would say Italy. Um, mm. Just try anywhere in Italy. And it's just they're a coffee culture. Um, just try them all, and they're amazing. Even they're kind of like mass stuff, which is like Illy or um, I forget the second one, Lavazza. Um, there's another one called Italian, like 1882, I believe it's called. They're all Vramo, Vramo, or they're all good. Even they're like store brands. Uh, tea, if you want green tea, um, Taipei, Taiwan, um, you need to go up to Maokong, which is, um, it's a, a mountain which they grow tea in, and you could take a cable car to the top and look down across all the tea, uh, what do you call it, tea gardens, tea plantations. plantations, and have tea in these little tea houses that overlook the city, and just buy any tea up there, it's amazing. Taiwan has this combination of old traditional Chinese making of tea, but also there's a university that does research on green teas and the combination makes their teas some of the best in the world. Um, If you want black tea, Fordham and Mason out of London. Um, It's in Piccadilly Circus. 
Um, trust me, if you want to get here in the U.S., you can get it from William Sonoma. Okay. Mm. My wife is a huge tea fan. You know, like when you go into people's uh, houses, you see the liquor cabinet. Mm-hmm. My wife actually has a tea cabinet of a couple hundred teas. Holy around the world. Wow. Well, maybe a hundred teas. Whoa. So, yeah, I'll take a picture of it one of these days. Send it to you. Okay. Uh, if you could only eat rice or potatoes, which would you pick? Potatoes. Rice. Oh, that has to be. Oh, I'm an I'm Ohio raised but Asian. I still have to go with. <laughs> <laughs> I think I still have to go with rice. <laughs> but potatoes are my favorite. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, who would win a fight: a polar bear with a rifle or a shark with a laser gun? It depends on the terrain. <laughs> I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give the polar bear because if it's not in water, the shark's screwed. Yeah, I think a polar bear could like hide out in a hill That's true. and mm-hmm. snipe it. Okay, but, logic. The logic behind that. I, yeah, yeah, but if it's in the bear. water, the shark has an advantage, of course. Yes. Okay. Um, which country has the friendliest people? All of them, but the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really? I think like the mid- Midwest Americans are really friendly. No, they are. That, that's true. That's true. It's just New Yorkers and Californians are. <laughs> we got some attitude. <laughs> well, yeah, we, upstate New York is rather lovely too. But I mean, worldwide. Yeah, yeah worldwide, nicest people. Oh, that's tough. You know, I'm going to go with Taiwan. You know what? I was going to go with Taiwan too. They're so trusting. <laughs> Because I had multiple people help me out in Taiwan when I was lost, which was every day. So, yeah. You know what? My, not my personal experience, but my sister wanted to go to somewhere, asked the concierge in her hotel, which was a Taiwanese hotel. And the woman says, well, you have to do this, this, and this, and this. But my son's going there tomorrow. You want him to take you? Mm-hmm. And then she ended up going with her son, ended up in her son's house eating dinner with like three generations of their family and their friends to this day. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like an, the thing about Taiwan, it's an Island. If you piss someone off, Mm -hmm. you only can get so far away from them. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Emily? I, I don't know. Um, I have no idea. I think when you're nice, then other people are nice to you, too. No, I agree with that, too. Um, I can't think of any specific place that stood out to me. Maybe Canada? I don't know. Canadians are nice. (laughs) Okay. Canadians are nice. Who is the most interesting person you've met so far? While traveling? Um... Oh. Or dealing with travel. So I guess if you know Rick Steves, that would <laughs> You know, I would say I would say my friend Greg, because he has traveled some in- interesting places. And no matter how many times we tell stories, he's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like that time I was in the, the foothills of Uganda. And I'm like, when the heck were you in Uganda? You know? <laughs> what does Greg do? We need to get Greg on. 
Oh, Greg is, well, Greg is quote unquote retired. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a management consultant, but has fascinating stories. And then he's got people. nothing to do. Let's get him on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be sorry, Greg. <laughs> If you're listening, Greg, I'm sorry. I'm not meaning you don't have anything to do. But what I'm saying is we need you. It's, you sound interesting. <laughs> he is ab- he's absolutely interesting. And it would be, I tell you, it would be a, a really interesting show to have Greg on, but it would, yeah. You get us Greg. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll work on it. <laughs> okay. Emily. Oh, um, sorry. I was so, uh, I was, it was really trying to listen to like, well, where else has Greg gone? Um, sorry. Oh, let me see. Interesting people. Um, geez. Well, okay. So I can't remember which. So as I've mentioned, traveling with my mom, you, we usually go on tours. And so we were, I forget which tour or which country this was in. I think it was either Italy or Spain. But there was this uh, family, husband, wife, and a young daughter that we just sat next to on the tour bus and, you know, got to know each other. And they were from Mauritius. Which I had never, before then, I never even knew that country existed. So that was just really interesting to learn about their life in Mauritius. Um, So that, uh, just where they were from is interesting. But recently, actually, this past weekend, I drove up through, or I drove up to Monterey Bay and then drove back down through Big Sur. It was beautiful. Um, And we pulled over to the side in one of those, like, Vista Point lookout places in Big Sur just to chill and eat some snacks and right next to us was this couple who uh, was doing cross-country road trip from Miami Florida and they had built out this van which is like this new thing new trend people are like they bought it wasn't yeah it's van life basically it wasn't a sprinter but it was comparable but they built this out and it was just really interesting because they were similar age to me um, just to hear about like they built this out and they're taking um, they're like starting a business. And so this is like their trial run across the country and they're hitting up like all these national parks. So that was just like really cool to listen to them take six weeks off their, you know, time off and just do this. Um, That was cool. Just locally. But Oh, that reminds me, send positive mojo tomorrow. I embark in a 13 and a half hour drive to New Mexico. Ooh, solo. Well, good luck. Why? I get a, well, one, I've got um, an aunt and some cousins there. And my mom, I flew my mom there last week. I Let me just tell you, we need to do a whole episode in tra- like organizing travel for older parents. <laughs> Raising okay. parents who travel. Like, literally, my whole day on Tuesday was my phone was blowing up like a teenager. Because I was getting like, okay, made it to the airport. Like, your brother picked me up. He brought me to Logan. Okay, I'm in my seat for my first flight. Like, literally the whole day. It was you crazy. Know, actually, that might make it interesting. Um, my father, uh, towards the end of lo- his life, needed to start to use wheelchairs and stuff like that. And we still had to travel with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he needed to do some certain types of travel. And we could talk about that. That might be fun. Yeah. So, or interesting, you know, so, cause I had to arrange for, you know, get, getting him on and off the planes and those types of things. So, mm-hmm. okay. Um, 
Uh, I forget where we left. Uh, oh, I the most interesting person I met so far, two people I've met. Um, one is a good friend of mine. His name is Oscar Jackson, and he's um, he modifies cars. Um, he modifies cars. He works with Honda. Um, he he's a racer. His son is a racer. His wife is a racer, um, car racer. And the thing is, I always love car racing. And every time I would talk to him, it's like, oh yeah, I've always wanted to go to the Nuremberg Ring in Germany. Because Zen, you want to go to the Nuremberg Ring? I tell you what. I've got this friend. His friend is this, mm-hmm. this, and this. When this is all over, let's go to Germany, and we'll go to the Nuremberg Ring, and he'll take you for a ride. And That's when he wild. says stuff like that, he means it, you know. And then, like one day, like I was giving up motorcycle riding, so it's like, okay, here's my motorcycle. You can have it because he's done so many great things for me. And it's like, here's a jack, and he looks at the jack. He goes, "This is a Heingerk." Yeah, um, you know, I know the guy who makes these. Um, I was the one who was testing these on the Isle of Manx um, motorcycling on the course there. And I'm like, what the, you know, it's like you were on the Isle of Manx motorcycle racing with these jackets. So, well, yeah, I'm the one who was testing them. I had told him that you need to put these extra vents over here and here and here and it'll make it more comfortable a jacket. So like anytime I have a question oh. or a story, he has a response to that. It's just <laughs> like he has, he can, it's funny because it's kind of a joke with me. It's like, if, if you say something about automobiles, he somehow has a story and it's, it's, he, he doesn't even exaggerate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't exaggerate. He it's anyways. Um, and then the second most interesting person is Emily, you know, this guy, Michael. I do know Michael in our office. <laughs> yes. We, you know, whenever we talk about what's the most interesting you've ever done, and he goes, "Well, there's that one time I was in, living in like Cambodia for six months, oh you know, and I hadn't had a bath in three months, and I was living on the beach in a shack or something like that." I mean, he oh, always yeah. has these stories, and it's just like, and I've been trying to get him on the show, and he's just not that type of person. He's a little shy in some ways, mm-hmm. but he just he always trumps my freaking stories oh yeah and it's so funny the delivery like whenever he brings up those um that that stuff that he's done it's it's almost like so out of yeah it's so casual that i'm like wait what (laughs) what did you say Mm -hmm. did you really do that like what uh he's Michael is he's lived an adventurous life for sure. <laughs> you know, it's it's like one time it's just like he's the most gentle person you've ever met. And then one day we were talking and it's like I you know we at work I put out random questions just to get people, you know, involved and together. And like one day it's just like you know, um have you ever shot a gun? And then Michael goes, "Oh yeah, when I was in the military what? You were in the military? <laughs> Michael? Michael was in the military and he was in the army. He goes, I was the best shot in my platoon. And then the next thing he has is a picture of him in army fatigues with his rifle and his platoon. And he goes, and it's just like, what in the world? You would never have thought this guy had even seen a gun i mean i'm exaggerating but it's just he always has these kind of stories okay well and fun fact he's from new hampshire is he mm-hmm. he's from my home state Whoa. have you talked to michael a lot he is just 
so much fun to talk to, and he's so amazing. Oh, no, and he, we, we went off on New like New England stuff and things like that. So, yeah, definitely. He's very interesting. He's got a map of the world in his office, and it looks like someone shot it with a paintball um, gun because he puts pins in the places he's been to. Oh, and yeah. it's essentially the whole thing is covered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he puts me to shame, and I thought I was well-traveled. Wow. Um, what is this, your scariest moment? I got hopelessly lost walking in Japan, and I had to be back on the ship because I was with Semester at Sea. Uh, no cell phone, no Google Maps, no nothing. Couldn't find people to give me directions. And I was really like, I'm going to be stuck in Japan. Uh, but I made it with like under an hour to spare, but was walking back from a, um, a mineral bath. <laughs> so. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, luckily I haven't had too many scary things. I would, I will say the most nervous, I guess I've been, um, was when I was in, actually in Hong Kong with my mom and, uh, we were taking the Again, when I was in Hong Kong, it was like we were there for two or three days. I barely remember anything, but this was one of the things I do remember. We were taking the public transportation, a bus, to somewhere. I can't remember if we were taking it back to our hotel or if we were taking it to a destination. But we either misread the map or something lost in translation. We missed the stop. Um, And so it was like... It's late at night. You know, I guess we must have been going home or something. And so we tried to ask the bus driver, like, where we should get off on the next stop. Like, what would make the most sense? You know, we don't want to take it all the way to the end and then we're stuck there. But in Hong Kong, or at least in that bus, it was it's rude to speak to the driver when he's driving. So he just would not answer us. And he kept pointing to the sign in English that says, like, do not speak to the driver. Mm-hmm. And this was before smartphones were, you know, the norm. So we just, all we had was like a paper map and we couldn't figure out where we were. And it was late at night and we ended up at the end of the line. Luckily, it was like kind of a rest stop area that was still open. So we were able to call a cab and then take it back to our hotel. But that whole ride was just so, we had no idea what to do because we could not communicate with him and he would not... It was rude. It was rude, but we didn't know where we were going. So it just it was it was hard. Uh, yeah. Um Splunking, West Virginia. <gasps> I'm in a cave. My team gets ahead of me. My group of people get ahead of me. I'm the last one in the group. There's a hole in the wall that's just big enough for me to squeeze for us to squeeze through. Everyone's taken off through the hole. I'm the last one to go through. I go, you have to kind of go in head first. I go in head first to find out that it's it. The hole, which is at ground level in one room is at the top of a two story cavern. Oh, So I'm getting there head first. And then it's a descent, like a steep kind of mountain descent down two floors. So I get waist through my battery pack gets caught on the hole 
everyone's gone into the next room and my headlight goes out. <gasps> so I'm hanging from a second story <laughs> in the dark. My team has <laughs> my group of friends have taken off and I'm stuck in a hole. Oh my goodness. Um, I was a little panicked because I couldn't see. Um, it took a couple minutes to like pound the pack and open it up and get the batteries in there properly to turn back on and then finally oh. squeeze through and catch up to everyone. But it may probably may not have been da- da- dangerous. I don't know, but it sure as heck was intimidating. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Did we get yours, Lee? Yeah, mine was lost in Japan. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's number 17. Toilets, squat or western? Western. 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 With a bidet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your most embarrassing moment? Oh, gosh. A getting thrown from a horse in Cuba. No. <laughs> Uh, well, my, like on a one-on-one like horse thing. And the guy who was leading it was like this adorable, I'm thinking he might've been 19 years old, but yeah, getting thrown from a horse in Cuba. Um, I think, um, (laughs) not that it's extremely embarrassing, but like I was carrying my kid around at Disneyland on my shoulders and neglected to realize that her, um, Cinderella dress had completely sparkled me down. (laughs) <laughs> so I was glitter bombed get onto the bus and was talking to my daughter and I kind of scrape my neck and my hand comes out completely glittered and I'm like Emma what what and then like talking to my wife and um <laughs> and then am I glittered what what's going on and then some <laughs> it was a gay guy looks over points at me goes dude you've been completely glitter bombed <laughs> and then the <laughs> boss erupts into laughter i mean it was really really funny but i mean it's just like oh my god it took me like i mean i had glitter in my nose i hear my ears on my oh. shoulders and everything so just being glitter bombed in public and being by your daughter out, by my daughter it was it was actually really cute but at the same time it was like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> note to self do not carry on carry her on my shoulders while wearing that dress <laughs> i can't think of anything uh, <clears throat> i don't know running through the airport like full speed with backpack and is that embarrassing <laughs> i feel like that's just part of traveling <laughs> <laughs> how about you lee oh mine was being th- thrown from a horse oh that's right that's right hottie okay. like as the horse guy yeah <laughs> How many foreign words have you learned so far? Oh, jeez. Oh, I'm terrible tough. at languages. I, even, yeah. I know enough to be dangerous in a bunch of languages, but it's, <laughs> I couldn't count the words. But it's not, I mean, no matter what, I'm fluent in nothing. Yes. There you go. I'm fluent probably, in bad English. Okay, bad English. <laughs> um, for me, broken Vietnamese. And then I know how to say, like, thank you and maybe hi. In like two or three additional languages, basically, I just speak English <laughs> and hand gestures. A lot of hand gestures. <laughs> I can, <Pointing. laughs> I can kind of read the funnies in Spanish, but I can't speak it worth anything. <laughs> so, I mean, I can, I just have enough vocabulary that I can read a few signs and say a few words, but I can't speak it well. 
um, sometimes get the gist of conversation. I'm a little Taiwanese, a little Chinese, but not much. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely beer and bathroom. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I also found out all my French I learned from James Bond films. (laughs) I know that sounds weird, but like just watching films over the years, a lot of my foreign language knowledge came comes from like German. It's like, Oh, I learned that in a James Bond film. Um, not, nothing to be proud of. Uh, <laughs> how many currencies do you currently have? Um, I mean, I, I've got enough, um, like throw, like, uh, like I mean, like buy, you, actually buy things. No, no. Like, like right now, do you have any foreign I have currencies? A bunch. Anywhere I've been, I've got that currency. So I'd probably say like at least 30 different currencies, but not enough to buy much. But if I could buy a coffee, I'd be surprised. Uh, Probably like maybe four or five different currencies. We don't. Yeah. It's just whatever's left over. (laughs) I haven't exchanged currencies in a while. Um, it's a mostly credit card now, (laughs) but, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, maybe like five types. (laughs) You know what? I think I probably have a dozen, but they're all, I mean, a dozen and about a hundred to 200 in each. It's it's, it's, it's a lot. Okay. You know, but it's, it's, it's kind of like, okay, I know I'm going to go back to Taiwan. I want 200 bucks because it's for me, my daughter and my wife. It's just enough to get one or two meals and a taxi ride to the hotel. Mm -hmm. You know, I got the same things in euros. It's like, you know, it's enough for us to eat one meal and get to the, take a taxi or the tram. So I don't have to look for money when I'm actually there. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, these are all countries I know I'm going to go back to, but yeah, that's a lot of money sitting around, you know? Yeah. But I'm going to go back. <laughs> all right. Well, geez, we I hit mean, 20. We got through all 20. It was yeah. very, um, that was fun. I'm, mm-hmm. I feel like we learned a lot in just, in just 20 questions. Um, oh, geez. Of, I, I yeah. think we provided some good tips answering those questions, mm-hmm. um, but thank you. For tuning in and listening to our 20 travel tips, we hope that you had as much fun as we did, um, especially now that we're able to travel some more. Um, let us know what you think. You can get us, reach us on our social media channels where you can also find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. And if you're newer to our podcast, we don't just talk about topical things. We also talk about a lot of destinations. So check out some of our classic podcasts on Italy, Taiwan, and of course, France, to name a few. Meet Us in Paris is a University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for their professional courses. And thanks again, as always, for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.